Hey guys, David McElwain here with Shoshone Hunt Stories. This is where we give you the tips, the tactics, also let you get an inside look of what it is like to go to these outfitters on these hunts before you actually go. All right, guys, so I am here with Jay Roberts, and Jay is one of the owners with the company with his brother, Jonathan. So Jay, uh, one thing that I love doing is elk hunting. And some of my first experiences were, you know, not too long ago, you know, a handful of years ago. But Jay, you've been hunting elk a lot longer than I have. Uh, what was one of your first experiences with, with elk hunting? Yeah, well, and, and and I've only been at it about 15 years. Um, I think I started elk hunting when I was about 30. I had a, a friend of mine who wanted to go to Montana and go on an archery elk hunt. And at the time, I was like, eh. I, I guess I'll go, and um, I went, and it just blew me away. the The scenery, the you know, the challenge of being in the mountains, the interactive you know nature of hunting elk in the rut with a bow and arrow. It uh, just something I, I couldn't get enough of. This was uh, this was up in in public land at the Lee Metcalf Wilderness. It's with one of our Shoshone outfitters now, and. Um, yeah, it, it, it really just blew me away what I'd been missing out on. Um, and since then, I've gone, gosh, not every year, but almost every year since and, and been fortunate enough to to see a lot of uh, different states, a lot of different places, public land, private land, you know, doing it myself, doing it with uh, with an outfitter. And, you know, kind of kind of learn, learn some things. Uh, one of the things I learned, it's actually how I found Shoshone. Uh, we've been on a, a couple of good elk hunts up in Montana with that outfitter. And we wanted to try a different state. So we started looking in Wyoming. We uh, we found an outfitter that is all over TV and has some real famous people hunt with him. And um, what I say is that outfitter may do a good job for the famous people, but he didn't do a great job for us. Uh, we drew a tag that uh, that normally takes eight to 10 years to draw. We got there and we were hunting two on one. My brother and I, our guide was a great guide, but he didn't know the area. The other two guys, their guide knew the area, didn't know how to call. And, and it was actually a result of that experience is how I, I found Shoshone and started booking all my elk hunts with Shoshone before we ended up buying the company. Wow. I know we talked about, me and you talked about in the past, uh, you really kind of get what you pay for with outfitters um, and elk hunting. Is that something that you still feel the same way about? Yeah, unfortunately, it, it and it is unfortunate that that you really do that if you what what do they say? Good, fast, and cheap. Pick yeah. two of the three. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly the same with elk, but it's sort of similar. That if you want a a high chance of success at a big one with you know nice accommodations, well, that's typically just going to be fairly expensive. You're typically going to be looking at private land. Um, and you're going to be looking at areas where if you, if you either it's a limited draw area, which is going to take a long time to draw, 
or you're going to have to buy a landowner tag, or you're going to be in a special unit. Now, there are exceptions. There are you know, tons of outfitters that we have that are general draw tags where they shoot, you know, 330 elk every year, 340. It, but it's more about, and that's what our job is, is to, to find out what people's expectations are and try to put them in that place. Because they're, they're elk no longer get the age structure in most places to really get up into that 340, 350 uh, range. So, so you know, so if an outfitter says, oh, yeah, you're going to shoot a 350, uh, eh, I, I would question that. Uh, but for most guys, they may not know exactly what a 350, you know, is. People hear that, I want to shoot a 350. So my, my first question is, well, have you, have you ever shot a 300? Have you seen a 300? You know, that's a really nice elk. Yeah. When you shoot yeah. one of those. <laughs> Especially um, when it's one of your first elk. Yeah. When you walk up on it, you're like, okay, I don't know what this thing scored, but it's really big. So My first elk was a 4x5 that I shot with my bow. It was uh, it's still over my fireplace. Um, shot shot many bigger, but yeah. that's still the one with a, with a European mount over my fireplace. And, and with elk cutting, too, it's not just about the harvest. You know, sitting in a whitetail stand is fun, but it is sitting, and you want to see animals. You know, but with elk hunting, it's so interactive, and it's such a, it's such a, most of it occurs in such beautiful places. You know, getting an elk is really, it's the icing on the cake. My first elk trip, the memory that I really bring home is not even of the day that I shot the elk, which was awesome because it was in a snow, in a September snowstorm. Um, it's the day before when my brother and I were on top of the mountain crawling in on hands and knees on a herd of elk. We could see one that was over one over 350, 50, 60 yards away through the brush. We got up to the edge of the brush. We're trying to maneuver to get a shot. Finally, one of the cows bust us and they, they take off down the mountain, you know, in the snow. And it, it you know, that is burned into my mind and, and that's what elk hunting is about it's about the memories not just about the harvest um and uh, so if you can't appreciate the the chase and the scenery you know bringing home an elk is is the bonus and we've got lots of places where you know you should bring home an elk but um but there's nothing wrong with going places that are public land whether it's outfitted or uh, or not outfitted where your chances of success are not as great, but you'll have a great experience, you know, hopefully see elk. And if you get one, you know, it's the bonus. Yeah. I remember uh, some of my first experiences elk hunting that it's just compared to whitetail hunting and some of the other stuff it's like all encompassing. I remember walking up the mountain and just the smells of the aspens and ravens flying over you and the wind coming through the trees and you're walking through rivers and it's just like it's just an a, adventure that somebody that everybody needs to see at least one time in their life and um if you're going to do it um the first couple times definitely I, I i recommend going with an outfitter honestly um and i feel like also elk hunting and you can speak on this a lot as well but i feel like elk hunting is it's a lot about your mindset. Sometimes elk hunting's hard. I mean, like going up the mountains every day and you have to do it every day. It, it can be a lot for a lot of people. Uh, so you have to go into it with a mindset of, okay, I'm going to work hard, but 
I trust the guy is going to get me into a spot where uh, we're going to we're going to get a shot at an elk. Well, well, you're right. It's um, that's why we really try to to find out what guys are interested in. You know, do you want to be out on the mountain all day? Do you want to hike? Uh, do, do you want to use horses? What's your perfect trip? Because they're all different. A lot of private land hunts, you go out in the morning, and if you don't get, and I'm speaking primarily for archery hunting because that's that's the only kind I do, you go out in the morning, if you don't hear the elk bugling, you don't get on one, you might be back at the house at 10 o'clock. But you're doing that because it's going to make your afternoon better. It's going to make your next day better. And if you're just walking around all day, then you may be doing more harm than good. Where if you're out in the wilderness, um, public land hunting, then you may stay out all day just because you you, you have to, and um, yeah, it 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 runs the gamut. I'll give you a couple of a couple of experiences I had. I took my son, who was 15 at the time, to one of our outfitters in Utah um, last year, and I probably ruined him because his experience was too good. You know, I like I said, I started out. You know, public land, if you got a shot at, you know, one or two opportunities um, at an elk in a week with a bow and arrow, that's good. And, and that, that that would be typical. You know, if you if you get one or two chances, you know, that's about what you can expect. So Jack hunted one hour. He shot the sixth six point that he saw. Wow. And and it scored 308. Wow. And I, I, I told him when he got done, I said, son, that, that's not supposed to be how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You, you've uh, you've got a tall task ahead of you um, uh, topping that one. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then um, I think you saw some of the videos from this year. Uh, you know, that that was probably the best elk hunt I've ever been on. Um, you know, we had six guys there in northern Utah. It's on a CWMU property. And, you know, that particular property has so many elk on it that you're not looking at one or two chances a week. You're looking more at three and four chances a day. You know, we had six wow. guys, six for six, and I tagged out the, the first morning, which was the second hunt, uh, but went and spent the rest of the time filming one of my friends. And just the encounters were, were, were unbelievable. So there are those places out there where you can you can have those kind of hunts. And, you know, that's really what we're here for is that, you know, to to know the difference and, and to be able to tell somebody, you know, reasonably what to expect to say, all right, it's going to be a lot of hiking, uh, you know, tough, tough, tough mountainous terrain here. You know, here are the opportunities, percentages, you know, that. And with a bow and arrow, you know, frankly, 25% or more um, on an opportunity is kind of kind of normal. You know, that that's a good hunt where 25% of the people get an elk. And you can up that on certain places, but that, that's really what we're here for is to find out, you know, what somebody's looking for, what's their budget. And then based on our experience and knowledge of these, you know, various outfitters and places, you know, really whether that's going to, you know, fit their goals. And if they're looking for that place where it's, you know, not a not a not an if, but a, a how big, well, those places are out there too. Yeah, it's all about going into it with the right mindset. 
Jay, I really appreciate you sitting down with me today. Um, I've uh, I've got the elk itch right now for sure, and it's application season and it's planning season for people going out west. So I really appreciate you sitting down with me today, and I guess uh, we will have a trip, me and you together, coming along to film you in Argentina. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. But oh, I, it should be great. Oh my gosh, I've uh, growing up in the South and I've I've experienced a lot of places in the U.S. but international is something that I've, uh, I've, I have not experienced that much yet. So, but I'm glad to be going with you and, uh, and to one of our outfitters. So it should be an exciting time, but Jay, I really appreciate you sitting down with me today. And, uh, I guess I will talk to you before we go to Argentina. All right, Dave. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. Well, there's your hunt story of the week. I want to say thank you for listening along, but if you want to hear more about these hunts, you can book a consultation online and talk to one of our guys. But we also have a weekly newsletter that comes out with the Shoshone featured hunts, but then also the cancellation hunts, if there is any, they will be on that newsletter. So once again, I want to say thank you for listening, and I will catch you on the next hunt story. Hunt story.